When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic. I went to a, a fa- favorite breakfast eatery of myself's today and uh, got my eggs and toast. And uh, as I was reaching over into the little jelly trays... You know, you got the stacked trays, if you yeah, know what I'm oh, talking about yes. with the packs. Y'all y'all get you're picking up what I'm putting down. All they had was blackberry. And I don't know That's if, nobody's favorite. No, if you like blackberry, that's great. I'll even settle for mixed fruit, but give me strawberry. That's the one that I look for. Yeah. So I was that guy that went table to table looking for the strawberry. Solid. So once I found it, it, it was good. And that got me thinking um, a couple of things. Uh, I know who we're talking about today. So I was like, I wonder what, we'll just tell you, Rod Stewart would put on his toast. Mm. Um, I think he's kind of a, I think he just put sandpaper <laughs> on there to get his voice to do that just thing. Just make sure I'm all. Uh, uh, to get, and, or, and then he uh, washes it down with a nice glass of pulp. Not orange juice with pulp. Just only the pulp. Just the pulp to get it good and, and gargly. I'm going to say I think he probably goes English muffin, first oh, of all. Oh, yeah, that's English right. English muffin. Yeah, you're, uh, you're but, right. On. Yeah, sandpaper I think is definitely good. Or maybe he just eats grits. Oh, ah. that's good. I, I had grits today with that. Good, good, good that's call on that. disgusting. Have you ever been to a place that didn't have something that they should have? Like, Because I was like, what if they don't have strawberry jelly at this breakfast place? You mean like how Cracker Barrel doesn't have waffles? No, like I'll give it an example. I ordered a, play, a pizza. For, I'm not going to use the chain in case they want to be a huge sponsor right. of us. Um, but a certain pizza place, which will be remain, remain, remain nameless. Wait, well, what we're doing name, <laughs> nameless. Um, I ordered and I got there and they're like, oh, we forgot to tell you we're out of pepperonis. What? <laughs> How do you run out of pepperonis? Out of pepperonis. At a pizza place. That's like probably the most popular. And then, so I'm telling that story to a friend. He's like, I went to Arby's one day on a youth retreat and they were out of roast beef. <laughs> Even. <laughs> he was like, we went into order and they're like, I'm sorry. We ran out of roast beef at Arby's. That's insane. So, yeah. Anyway. But we're back on Rod Stewart. Man, um, we are back on Rod Stewart. For, but first, we have an important show announcement. Uh, this is kind of earth-shattering, to be honest, so I just need everybody to listen up real quick. You guys, JP got a smartphone. No, oh, I did! That's JP right. Mosier that's, got that's a smartphone. A, that's a game-changer. Wow. I'm super slow, so if you send me a text or whatever you kids do these days, and it takes me 23 minutes to respond, <laughs> it's because I'm looking for the thumbs-up emoji, <laughs> which is my favorite by far. It's uh, it's big times here at the pod. It really has really has changed everything. So uh, if you feel like the show is different from here going That's forward, right. it's because JP got a smartphone. <laughs> um, I'm still writing my notes though. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, I'm still not yeah. All right. Well, I've gone back to digital notes this time. Last few shows, I had the paper notes. You remember, and mm. and I was making crazy noises. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> that not is to, novel. Maybe I'll noises. just fumble my phone no. against the microphone for. 
old time's sake. That's good. Let's see what I can get done. Uh, man, okay. Oh, we need to play the song. This is a song that honestly, and it, at the very least, an artist who we probably should have gotten to already. Maybe. I, I think, you know, maybe we should have. I don't know. But Listener of the podcast, Brant Ramirez, who was almost named Rod Ramirez, oh. has been asking us to, to do a, a Rod Stewart song. Named after Rod Stewart he almost? Was be after Rod, he was going to be Rod Ramirez. Wow. And, and you know what? That might actually be his middle name. If that is Brant, forgive me, but that's a horrible name. So <laughs> Rod Ramirez would Rod. be awful. Anyway. Rod Ramirez sounds like a... Either a pro wrestler. I'm going to go 80s baseball player. Maybe it's because oh, it's Rod Carew's. Maybe I'm or or a you know how a lot of um like uh, uh superheroes and stuff their names are alliterative. You know like you have Clark Kent. Uh, ah, you know, gotcha. You know what I'm saying Peter Parker that kind of uh-huh. thing. Um, it's uh you know Rod Ramirez is almost that kind of that makes sense. I almost. Almost. This is how much of a dork I am, and and how much superhero stuff I watch, like with my kids. And let's be honest, on my own free time, I almost didn't want to say Peter Parker because I didn't. I wasn't sure if everybody knew that he was that was Spider Man's secret identity. Oh come on! Like I didn't want to ruin that for anybody uh-huh. if anybody didn't know that he was Spider Man. <laughs> It's out there in the world. They're like, yeah. oh no. Like, like, dude, come on. <laughs> I knew there was something different about that guy. Man, I have no idea why that came out of my came out of my brain that way. Anyway. <laughs> play the song. Let's play. <laughs> Today we're talking about Forever Young by Rod Stewart. This is uh this is about as good as the eighties gets, I think. This is kind of peak eighties. That still holds up. This is not mm. peak eighties that sounds like dated and eighties. This yeah. is peak eighties that still feels with good production. Amazing. Yeah, good call. Yeah, let's take a listen. This is Forever Young. I'm glad they played the intro twice. I yeah. thought that it was going to jump in early. To- it would never happen today. Yeah. That delay. Sounds familiar. Do unto others as you have done to you. Sounds familiar. Like it's from the Bible or something. And in my heart, you'll always Forever young. There's the snare. There it is. Forever young. Man. A minute and 45 seconds before the snare drum enters. Patience. Yeah. I'm not going any farther than that because we're going to talk about the guitar solo separately. Oh, yes, Because it are. deserves it. Um, okay, Forever Young by Rod Stewart from the 1988 album Out of Order, written by Rod Stewart, Jim Cregan, Kevin Savigar, and Bob Dylan. More on that later. Yeah. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, it hit number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 here in the States, number 13 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Chart, number 3 on the Billboard Hot AC Chart, number 9 in Canada, only number 57 in the UK, which is surprising, and barely cracked the top 100 in Australia, which is weird. Uh, it re-entered the UK chart in 2013 
after being featured in an ad campaign and went all the way up to 55. So it, so it passed its original. It passed its original status after being featured in an ad campaign in the UK. Um, but he said, he said that in an interview I saw, he said the song's kind of like a, basically sort of an also ran for him in the UK, but he, but he said people in the States go nuts for it. And, you know, it's like a national anthem in the States. Yeah. But in the UK, it's just kind of, eh, you know, that was a single a that he song. put out. 57, you know, whatever. Um, but Americans love feeling young. Ameri- yeah, man, we're obsessed with it. We just want to give me this. Is probably the, I don't know what the ad was for. But it was probably like a face cream, you know. It was probably like some sort of wrinkle remover. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have no idea. Um, it uh, got him a Grammy nomination for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance, which he lost to, you want to take a guess, 1988, late mm. 80s, also rock, also kind of a gritty voice. Bon Jovi would be the first Oh, that's person. a good guess. That's a good guess. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Lenny Kravitz. No. Because he won a Grammy in 89. Did he? He won a Grammy 89 through 93 for Best Rock Vocal. All those years? All those years. Wow. So weird. Man. Dang. We'll do a Lenny Kravitz song soon. Stand by. Um, No. Also, he lost to another Englishman, Robert Palmer. Oh, there you uh, go. Simply Irresistible. We'll talk about him. uh, Love. I'll I'll, uh, touch on some Robert Palmer-ness. Love me some Simply Irresistible. Love it. Um so I, I'm just got my notes are a little different right now because I'm getting back to the basics. Okay, I'm getting back to just what I love about the song, and then my and then my other research is maybe not quite as far reaching. It's okay. just more about here's what I love about this. Okay, I like it. So let me just start by saying I love 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 that this song is a blessing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that never happens. That's a good you point. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a song that he wrote. For his kids, uh-huh. uh, and, and you know, he said in the in the early days that he basically missed like five years of his kids' life because he was on the road touring. Now he yeah. later on he he t- takes all his kids with him, you mm-hmm. know, on the road. But he was just gone all the time and whatever. So, um, but he wrote this song for his kids, and it's literally just a blessing, mm-hmm. right? I love it. It's like the you know the old Irish blessing of "May the road rise up to meet you and the sunshine," you know, whatever. And uh, it's like that. It's just. I want good things for uh-huh. you, yeah. and this is my, you know what I'm saying? I wish you will. Yeah, it's just a fatherly blessing, and it just feels good. It makes you feel good for that reason. It's like, you know, it's like you've got a loving arm around your shoulder. You can't be mad at that guy. No. you got. I mean, you know, with so much negativity in rock music or so much, like, you know, vulgarity, and I mean that in a broad sense, mm-hmm. like not not even specific words i just mean a lot of a lot of rock music is about just kind of lewd things mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. especially in the 80s and whatever um it's just nice to just have eh, man it's just a blessing let to me have just a bless guy you with, for a with hairspray perm <laughs> yeah. you know big old 80s hair singing happy things yeah instead of trying to hit on you exactly and get you back to his hotel room uh, yeah. you know what i mean like let me just bless you let me just bless you fam <laughs> uh so i love that i love that um Another thing is there's we we mentioned briefly just the production on this. Everything about it is perfect. Mm-hmm. It it sounds perfectly 80s without sounding too 80s. You know what I mean? It's got nice reverb on the drums. Um I love the delay on his voice at the end of every, you know, line of the verse, you know, every road you know. That kind of stuff. And it's in the pocket. It's not Phil Collins reverb or a delay that's wrong. It doesn't hit on the beat. Yeah. Like Phil Collins' delay is just randomly it's thrown true. in there. He'll do anything. Yeah. But it, it's in the pocket. Yes. Um, it actually drives it. It helps yeah, drive it. Does, the, yeah. You're right. Um, I, I love the 
16th note kind of driving. I originally thought it was bass, but now I think it's just a low guitar part that's just going It's either a. See, I feel, I hear it as a bass player playing with a pick. See, that's what I initially kind of thought, but listening to it closer with with headphones, I think maybe the bass is just kind of going for bump, 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 right? And then it's a low guitar. See, I hear it as with the bass player. Yeah. And it, it could, it could it, be. It could be right. I don't know. Um, but uh, Here's our research we didn't even look up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we couldn't find ears. that studio footage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I love that. It really drives mm-hmm. the really drives the thing. Um, the the piano, the the little hits in between on the piano, the dun 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 dun, dun, dun you know what I mean? That close mic'd uh, late eighties, early nineties piano sound. I super love. Probably a Baldwin. Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sounds sounds pretty Baldwin y to me. <laughs> um I wish I had a trained ear that I could tell Tell keyboards. Oh man. Yeah. Like guys can you know, especially like classical pianists can tell, oh, that's a Steinway, that's uh-huh. a Baldwin, that's a Yamaha. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Our piano me. listeners out there are like, shut up, are you kidding? That's like a Korg. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I love that. Um, and the, the, the snare, the crack with the, with the reverb, just so good. Uh, although we were talking while we were listening, uh, you know, it's like that's a minute wild. and a half, minute and 45 seconds before the snare, you ever hear it. It's just, it's kick, 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 and a little hi-hat. And that's it until the 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 end of the second um, verse, and there isn't really a chorus. You know what I mean? There's kind of a refrain, right? He ends the verse with "And in my heart, you'll always stay forever young." That's the closest there is mm-hmm. to a chorus, and then it repeats it though "Forever young," right? But that's really it. There isn't a chorus. Um, there isn't a bridge either. It's yeah. just verses. It's just. It's just. Prayers of blessing, and uh, here's a psalm for you. Yeah, here's yeah here's a little here's a little hymn from Rod Stewart. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, good. Uh, you got to tell me about the song. Tell me what you love about the song. Tell me what you got on it. I think you hit the majority of the things that that I like. It's comfortable. Um, it just it feels good. I thought that was that was really obviously. We'll talk about the guitar player yeah. and the guitar solo here in a minute. Well, since you ask me what I like, I like the band. You want to go ahead and meet them? Let's meet the band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. All right, we're going to meet the band that played on Forever Young with Rod Stewart. Um, Kevin Savagar, who we mentioned as one of the writers. Savagar. Savagar. On Keys, a longtime collaborator with Rod Stewart, uh, started touring with him in 1978. Also played with Pat Benatar, L.A. Guns, Belinda Carlisle. Um, graduates. He's pretty, a rocker, dude. He, he's there, yeah. Graduated from Trinity College of Music, and by age 17 was already doing studio work. So another one of those uh, prodigies. Solid. Starting young. Um, on Guitar One, and I say Guitar One because there's multiple guitar players um, throughout this. One of my favorite session guitarists uh, did work with James Taylor, Dan Huff, Seal, Michael Jackson, Phil Collins, Pink Floyd, Michael Landau. Wow. Not Michael Landon. Right. Not the guy from Little House Little on the Prairie. Yeah. But same initials. Michael Landau. Another case of uh, starting session work at a young age. Uh, started at 19. By age 20, he was touring with Boz Skaggs. 1994, toured exclusively with Joni Mitchell. Good buddies with James Taylor and Steve Lukather. So if you're going to be buddies with two people, sure. why not those guys? Gear. Let me talk about Michael Landau gear. He's got a signature Sure sure guitar. Sure guitar. Have a hard time. Sure, sure. S U H R. Pronounce it how you want, but it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, It's called the Sure ML. 
after him, of course. And then he's got a signature Fender amp called the Michael Landau Signature, which is basically a modified version of the Hot Rod DeVille. So if you've got if you're sponsored, have your own signature line in Sura and Fender, yeah, you're pretty legit. Sura is like the the cool custom guitar company, right? Like yeah. right now, this is their era. They're in it right where now. Where like Sewer is like, if you're going to go off the beaten path and mm-hmm. not go like Fender Gibson, whatever, um, Sewer is your first spot that you want to look at. I was right? introduced to Sewer guitars by a guy, I don't know if you know, Matthias Asado. Yeah, he's, he's freaking nasty. Wow. Plays with Tori Kelly, does instrumental stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Follow him on Instagram. He's Check one of the, him out. Does these great, like, you know, 45-second clips of just him doing mind-blowing stuff mm-hmm. in his bedroom. Yeah. And, yeah. Here I am with my guitar and an effect pedal. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, on guitar two, Andy Taylor... Not Sheriff Andy Taylor from the yeah. Andy Griffith Show, Correct. but uh, guitar player Andy Taylor. Longtime member of Duran Duran and Power Station. Played with Sister Sledge, uh, Robert Palmer. I don't want to talk too much on Robert Palmer because we're going to do yeah. uh, something off the Riptide album um, by Robert Palmer someday. Uh, did stuff with Belinda Carlisle as well. And then he became a composer with the Bloodhound Gang. Really? <laughs> yeah. I did not Y'all know that. know the Bloodhound Gang. Wow. They had that album that... Uh, in in Walmart, it was just called Hooray. Did you okay. know that? It I was, don't know this story. the the full The name of the full album was Hooray for Boobies. <laughs> I did not know that. And in Walmart, it was just it. it they literally edited out two words, and it was just called Hooray. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Good call on that. Well done, Andy Taylor. <laughs> okay, with a name like Andy Taylor, I got to do this with Rob. How many Andy Griffith show? Characters, can you name? We'll go alternating fashion and see how we do. Okay. So I'll go Andy. Okay, Andy first. All right, Opie. Opie. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Barney. I'll sure. Pick the easy. Uh, what's her name? Gra- Grandma. Aunt, Aunt, Aunt B. B. Aunt B. Go. Good job for up. Uh, I'll put Goober and Gomer Pyle together. Okay. So, well, then I'm probably out. There's a. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There was like there was some drunk guy. Otis, good Otis. job. Okay. Otis the drunk, yeah. Floyd the barber. Flo- that's the one, last one I could. I'm out after that. Okay. I have no idea who. Helen, else. Andy's girlfriend. Nope. Howard the clerk. No Howard. Nope. Mm-mm. Thelma Lou, Barney's nope. girlfriend. Nope. I, now I just think Mayor you're making Pike? them up. No. <laughs> Briscoe Darling, the no. Darling. Wow. Nope. And Ernest T. Bass. Okay. Okay. Ernest T. Bass. Okay. I, at least that rings a bell. Couldn't put it's a face me. on it. It's continuous. me. It's me. It's Ernest T. All okay. right. My dad will love that section. Huge Andy Griffith fan. That's for <laughs> my, you, Dad. Weirdly, my kids will love that section. Really? My kids watch Andy Griffith at, at like them. my mom's house all the time. Yeah. Uh, but so they know way more about it than I do. That's They're awesome. Like, they come home in the YouTube generation. My kids come home. They want to watch Andy Griffith and America's Funniest videos what? they're like bob saget yeah yeah <laughs> or like the new no ones. the new the newer versions okay. uh yeah the not america's funniest home videos oh, okay. now it's just afv it's not even they can't even be bothered to say the words anymore it's just afv Dude, that'll make you feel old oh man let's do it. take a section are you I, gonna make me feel old right yeah, now yeah, yeah like, i want to make you feel old <laughs> so i heard this the other day while we're talking about feeling forever young uh-huh. let's throw this in a little okay. break from the meet the band section feeling temporarily old that's right do you realize if you were nobody that is that, that is graduating high school right now okay. was born in the 90s. Oh man. Is that weird? That's wow. crazy. And so I just started thinking back and looking up different things like the guy okay, Karate Kid Ralph Macchio yeah. is older than Mr. Miyagi was. What? Ralph Macchio's 57, Miyagi was 52 when he recorded that. The Holy Karate Kid cow. is older than Mr. Miyagi. Oh my god! I know, right? Game changer. We're now it, back to the future, 
is the past. Yes, all of it takes Every, place in the past. All of it I, is, I, is now. I've made to, peace with that. I was not ready for the karate kid. For Ralph Macchio is older than Pat Morita was. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Holy cow. I'm going to need a minute. Okay. I'm going to need a second to recover. Holy smokes, dude. Weirdly, I was thinking something along that line on the way down here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There, I was just thinking about, I I was looking at a sign at uh, about the moon landing, right? That this, this, as we record this, the 50th anniversary. Which happened, guys. If you're, if you don't think it did, come on. Yes. It happened. I love you, babe. My wife thinks it's fake. Shut up. She's 100%. Shut up. She is like, it is wrong. Why haven't they gone back? She is like, conspiracy no way oh my gosh you know buzz aldrin would punch her punch in, the in the face i saw him punch the guy yeah. Did you see the video of him yes. punching that guy which is awesome good job buzz yeah i'm all about america i'm all about the moon it's real <laughs> i'm all about the moon I'm all about the moon y'all the moon is real the moon i can't okay first of all that's a whole other we're gonna have yeah, that discussion off discussion uh when we do man in the moon by rem yeah, we'll, uh, exactly, we'll discuss that yes Okay, so, but I was thinking about, I heard somebody say, and I think it's so true that like, okay, the moon landing was 50 years ago this year, right? Okay. But when I was a kid, it felt like the moon landing was 50, 50 years, years ago. 50 years ago then. You know what good. I mean? But oh, it was that. It was in 1969, which made me think, that's the same year the original Woodstock. This is also 50 years from the original okay. Woodstock. The year that I was born, Woodstock had just happened 12 years earlier. That's crazy. Like 2007. Oh my goodness. Right? Like, that's a good Woodstock weird, to our parents- was 2007 to us. That's nuts. Wow. I know, right? And so then I, I just tried to think of a sports thing, because I'm a sports guy. I'm like, what sports thing doesn't feel old, but really is? Yeah. Joe Carter's home run, oh. 26 years ago. Oh. 26 years ago. Oh or like 12 or 13. I felt like yeah. that doesn't seem that long ago. No. I still uh-uh. remember him dancing around, waving his hand. Being so mad. All you Blue Jays fans out there, nobody likes you. Nobody. Anyway. Man. Okay, well, yeah, we're definitely old. I guess. Okay. Uh, so we're old, but we want to feel forever young. Back to man. the band. Thanks for that little side road, everybody. Jeez. That kind of went there. Need some face cream. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna karate. I'm gonna crane kick you in the face. Jim Cregan, Guitar Three. That's right. Third guitar player. One of the writers. Uh, husband and husband of singer Linda Lewis. Do you know who that is? Look up while I'm talking about. It. Look up. It's in his kiss. You know that oh, song? Sure. Play this. This is Linda Lewis. This is his wife. So we're going to give his wife some props on here because she did something that you may know. Her voice she sounds like she's 12 when she sings this, but <laughs> just play it. Play a little sampling. Linda right. Lewis. This is his wife. Feels good. I mean, it feels like all the disco. It feels like all, <laughs> all the disco. Me and Rob have uh, synchronized a dance that y'all can't see. It's amazing. <laughs> See what oh, I mean? Wow. She's like 12. Wow. And she's a full-grown female. At that right? point? At that age, I think. Pretty wow. sure. I didn't look up the age of how I mean, old was Linda Lewis when she wrote this song or sang this song, but darn it, she married uh, Jim Cregan. There's no way she was older than nine when she sang I that. I mean, come on. But I don't know, because Jim Cregan's a full-grown man playing with Rod Stewart by that point, right, in the 70s. I didn't know where so you were going like, with that. <laughs> You're like, well, Jim Cregan's a pedophile. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, Rob? <laughs> anyway, uh, played most notably with Glass Tiger and Bernie Taupin, aside from Rod Stewart. Yeah. Um, Jim Cregan. He even helped write this wonderful song. He did. Um, on bass, Bernard Edwards, most notably with Niall Rogers, with whom he formed Chick. Man, Chic. we like ch- Chick. 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 Uh, funny to me that Tony Thompson, uh, the Chick drummer, <laughs> 
did not play on this song because he played on the majority of the album. Really? Just not this song. Huh. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more about that when we talk about uh, the drum drummer section. More on that on the next musician. Uh, Bernard Edwards, also in Power Station. Okay, I mentioned Power Station a couple of times. Yeah. Do y'all know who Power Station is? If not, let's roll. I had not. I was unfamiliar before Okay, um, let's talk about them for a minute. Supergroup, Robert Palmer, the aforementioned Robert Palmer. Uh, Bernie Edwards on bass. Tony Thompson, the chic drummer on drums. Uh, Andy Taylor on guitar. John Taylor, guitar from Duran Duran. Man. Um, you'll know Power Station from Some Like It Hot. Play Some Like It Hot. This was their probably their biggest hit, I would think. Um, yeah, check, 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 check out this song. I don't think I know this at all. You'll know the chorus, I bet. It definitely feels like Robert Palmer, though. I love this song. I'm surprised you don't know. We want to multiply. You, gonna do it? you don't know this song? Not at all. Video is pretty. Uh, is this the chorus? PG-13. This is not the chorus. This is the verse. Are you gonna do it? The pre-chorus is so noticeable. Still a verse. Are you gonna do it? Bernard Edwards bringing it. Right here. What? I'm mesmerized. No. You don't know this song? I don't. Guys, I thought Rob was cultured in this. Maybe I'm the only one that knows this song. Power I, I might have heard this chorus. Robert Palmer in a priest outfit. There's a really blistering guitar solo at like minute 2.30 that makes no sense. So <laughs> it's like so fast. And so, I, I anyway. might have heard that chorus once. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. I, well, my goodness. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm weird. Maybe I'm, no, I'll definitely have to check him out. I'm a Robert Palmer fan. I'll y'all y'all key out. in out there. Send us a, send us a tweet or a, a Facebook message. Have you heard the power have station? Have you heard the power station? I bet. Something like it hot. Maybe, our, maybe, it's a, maybe our UK listeners are more prone to have maybe. heard the power station before. That's a good, good point. Um, bass lines from Bernard, Bernard Edwards that he's uh, most notable for. Good times? Let's listen to good times. You know the... The cheek song, Good Times. You'll know this okay. bass line. Okay, all right. This bass line is nasty. Okay. So this is my favorite uh, Mr. Edwards bass line. I thought you were giving me like Good Times, the theme song from Good Times. Uh, like uh, JJ? Good Times. He- yeah. Yeah. So good. That's funky. Okay. Yeah. Okay, which you may recognize that as it was an inspiration for the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. Okay. So, right. which he also played. So, play okay. a little Rapper's Delight just so you can hear okay. the similarities. Right. And you could say it's inspiration, but that's okay because it's the same guy playing bass on both. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my um, one of my proudest accomplishments as a as a vinyl owner. Is that I own a single of Rapper's Delight, That's like a full cool. twelve-inch single of Rapper's Delight, makes me happy. 
One of my favorite lines in this is, got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Here it is. We need a dog ear that for our cowbell discussion. This is a 14-minute remix. Oh, it's... There it is. Another one bites the dust on steroids. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah, you should have led with that. Yeah. I said a hip let's just switch to that song <laughs> let's cover that song now that's so good uh, also the freak and dance 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 some other good sure so you can go uh you can go for for days on mr edwards so that was a good little section on him i enjoyed talking about him um on drums tony brock uh did a lot of work with elton john um Obviously, with Rod Stewart, explosive drummer. Like he's yeah. they, there's clips all over YouTube of him. Just he's an explosive drummer. He was most notably started with a band called the Babies. Do you know the Babies? I do not. I bet you'll recognize You're the guys. Thrashing way. me on music history do, today. Do you know thrashing Babies? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Babies uh, is John Waite's band. Do you know okay. who John Waite is? Uh, okay, yes, okay, cool. For those of y'all that don't know who John Waite is, he does uh, "Missing You" mm-hmm. and is bad English when I see you yeah. smile. So. Yeah. I have a theory. So since the babies got Tony Brock started, it actually is what got John Waite started. So without this explosive drummer, mm. there wouldn't be these two ballads. Power ballads. Power ballads yeah. with Bad English or Missing You. So funny. it's funny that this, this like guy that kills the kit yeah. is responsible for the cheesiest <laughs> slow dance uh, breakup stuff. Oh, gosh. Missing You, though, is so missing great. Missing You is so good. Plays, we're th- we're going to do it. Oh, maybe no, we'll save yeah, it. Yeah, i got to save it. We're, we're doing a whole episode on that you. sucker. So it took a power ballad to another level. So that's the band other than Rod Stewart. So yeah. I've got some stuff on Rod Stewart we can talk about later. We can keep him in the meat band section. That was yeah. kind of a lengthier section. So. Absolutely. So thanks for letting me uh, ramble for a bit there about but the band. while we're still and talking. Andy Griffith. <laughs> and Andy Griffith, yes. And Ralph Macchio. While we're still talking about the band, however, uh, I do want to get into the guitar solo a little bit. Okay, yeah, please. Um, this is good. If if you can even classify this as a guitar solo. I mean, it I is. I do, because right? it's a, so- a section that's to, to me it's almost a a it's more than a solo because it's this is to me is upper echelon of uh melodic guitar solos melodic singable, singable memorable mm-hmm. right this is like an all-time great uh mm-hmm. for me to the point where and it's layered guitars it's mm-hmm. not one guitar right it's it, it's a couple of octaves mm-hmm. going on and um and it's like simple it's but. simple, and the fact the fact that this song has no chorus and no bridge, right? This really serves as the bridge. It is a separate musical section that's totally different. It's just something different it, to give your ears a break. Yeah, like it's like here's something tasty for your ears. Yeah, here's a here's some French fries. Yeah, like often it's sweeter than French fries. <laughs> French fries sounds. Here's, here's a something delicious. Yeah. Anyway, here's a but, banana, a fried banana at the Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> okay, there here's you go. a fried banana. All right, but it's it's so it's almost it almost feels like a key change because it goes it puts the it puts the five chord. We're in the key of E, okay, and it and it starts on the B chord, and it's just B A E. Like, I thought it was a key change. Now that you say, it I really guess it's isn't. Not. No, it's okay, just I five four it. one five four one five. Uh, so it really is not at all. 
but it definitely it feels like just something so different. I was going to say, and, and it changes keys, but it doesn't. It's it, just different. Yeah, okay. isn't that funny? Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it, it, it's weird because it nothing about the the uh, the melody itself goes outside the key of E. It's just placed in such a way that it puts this high emphasis on that. It makes you feel like you're in that key. It's crazy, but it really is not. Let's listen to it, okay? Uh, and then we can, uh, and then we can gush over it again. There's those drums. And then more perfect production choices going to the like Marchy snare. And when you finally fly away. Just come on. And Rod Stewart's Yeah before it just it doesn't get better. There's not it's not there's nothing better than that. The five um, syllable four leading up to five wow wow. The five syllable four. I love it. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you a practical question about this song, okay? Take this question at face value, okay. and then I'm going to take it somewhere else, okay. okay? Would you consider this song a disco song? No, not at all. Not to the smallest degree, right? Not at all. Okay, I agree. So why then, all the way back in, <laughs> all the way back in season one, episode, what, three? We talked Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. Uh, and we talked Another Brick in the Wall, part two. Mm-hmm. And it's classified... As a disco song, well, we talked right? about, we it, talked about yeah, that. It's, how, that makes sense. How that it gets there. All the research on it says that they they had this song, and then the producer said, "Let's put a disco beat under mm-hmm. it." And they didn't want to do it initially because it was a dis. It became a disco song. Yeah, right. It's the same groove. It's the exact same groove. It's four on the floor on the kick. That's the what. That was the definition. Is it because there's no space? In this, like it's tied to get like the... It was all about the groove when we were talking to Pink Floyd. But you would never, ever, ever, ever call this disco song. And this is the same guy that did Do You Think I'm Sexy, which was obviously disco, disco, right? That's a disco song. And it's the same groove. It's just a little bit slower as Do You Think I'm Sexy. You know what I'm saying? It's really... It's just slow it down, but it's the same groove. It's bass and drums on every beat. Oh my goodness, stop. So I'm not arguing that this should be called disco. I know. I'm saying that it's insane that... That's what classifies disco? That, that, well, yeah, that people, people think of, uh, of Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 as disco. Yeah. (laughs) Like that, that was ever a thought. I don't know. Maybe it's because, okay, we're in 1988 now. We're kind of removed from, you know, the height of the disco era, right? Nobody's <laughs> yeah. really dis- doing disco anymore in 88, but it's the same groove. That's this is almost the exact same tempo as another brick in the wall. So I don't know man, what, uh, what caused that, you know what I mean? But it should, it should never have happened. It should never have happened. Um, let's talk a little bit about Bob Dylan, because Bob Dylan is listed as a co-writer of this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to give you the backstory as why. This uh, shares a lot of... Uh, lyrical DNA um, and um, and and just sort of format mm-hmm. and with, the title yes and the title of Forever Young by Bob Dylan um, 
and uh, which is a classic in its own right, and it even shares a little bit of the feel uh, if you translated it from like seventies folk to late eighties. You want to play a little of the Bob rock. Dylan song, absolutely, so that they know the the Bob Dylan Forever Young. Absolutely, song? here's Forever Young by Bob Dylan. wishes all come true May you always do for others And let others do for you May you build a ladder to the stars Climb on every rung And may you stay forever young May you stay forever young Okay, so we have I, this this song by Bob Dylan, which is kind of a classic. And I'm going to tell you right. my te- my differences in the two. I feel like Rod Stewart means it, and it's kind. Of, and I feel like Bob Dylan's like let others do for you. <laughs> like if I've got to begrudgingly like, wish but, you well, right? But get off my lawn. I know I'm the crotchety old man that's like, ah, have a great day. <laughs> yeah, get off my like, lawn. That's like, perfect. Like if you have to stay forever young. That's right. If you got to live, I hope you stay young. Uh, so so let's talk, let's see, what's what's remarkable about this to me is how the resemblance between the songs got settled. Okay. Okay. Um, so Rod Stewart, Jim Cregan, Kevin Samagar write this song and they realize, Hey, this song has roots in another song. Um, so you know what they did? Rod calls Dylan up and says, Hey man, are you okay with this? Awesome. And, and Dylan says, Hey, the end of the day. Hey, hey, man. And, uh, and Rod's like, I think that's a yes. Yeah, yeah. And so they decide to honor Dylan's original by splitting Rod Stewart's cut of the royalties. Oh my gosh, yes. Why don't people do that now? Yeah. Nobody went to court. Nobody started a fight. They nobody just settled it like gentlemen before it became a thing. And everybody made a bunch of money off of and it. And they both you know already have plenty of money. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like they just did, you know, a phone call is all it took, man. That's so and good. like, hey, let's work this out. Maybe listen up, Vanilla Ice. Right. You know, you might learn something. <laughs> That's good. If if Ed Sheeran had tried this, maybe he wouldn't be getting gutted by the Marvin Gaye estate. That's great. You man. know what I'm That's saying? So good. Just a phone call is all it takes, guys. Come on. Let's meet up over some sandpaper toast. Yeah. And discuss <laughs> and discuss this and settle this like gents. Yeah, seriously. If ever two people shared a piece of sandpaper toast, it's freaking <laughs> Rod Stewart and Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Oh, let's gosh. put some marbles in our mouth and sit there and eat some sandpaper <laughs> toast. <laughs> man, it's good sandpaper toast. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, I just love. I just love that. That's that. That's how they got settled. I was so impressed with that. Um, for all the, I mean, how many times, even just on this show, have we talked about somebody getting sued because it sounded like whatever, or it sampled this, or blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. Uh, and Rod's like, let me just call Bob Dylan and see if he's cool with this. You know what I mean? Hey, Bob, what if okay, what if I give you half my share of this? You know what I mean? Whatever. Okay, I'm not great. doing it for the money. I'm doing this. Cause I want to bless I, my kids. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. All right. Uh, this is for Sean and Kimberly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, a little bit about the album, and then we'll talk some, some about uh, Sir Roderick David Stewart. Um, 1988's Out of Order. Uh, short short section on the album here just went two times platinum. That's all uh, in the states. <laughs> Nine million sales worldwide. No big deal. Um, it was Rod Stewart's best selling album of the eighties, uh, and it went hit number twenty on the Billboard Top Two Hundred Albums chart uh, here in the states. Um, let's talk. You got anything else on the album? That's really all I. He had six consecutive number one albums. I saw, that's crazy, that's right? Nice. In the UK, I think. Yeah. Um, in the UK. So a little bit about him. I've got some some things got on, some him. Stuff on him. Too. Sometimes we forget 
how much of a beast Rod Stewart is. Right. Rod Stewart's been going strong since the mid-60s. Yeah. Like, don't forget that. Yeah. Rod Stewart is a force, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he's sold over 100 million records worldwide. He's one of the top-selling artists of all time. Uh, 15 Grammy nominations, including one win. Do you know what it is? Have I told you? Lady? Or do you know when it was? Take a <sighs> guess. Isn't this decade? What? It was for the, the Great American Songbook 3. Uh, I think it was 3, not 2. Um, yeah, it was is. in like 2013 or 2012. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, he started, he, he did a series of albums that were recordings of like um, jazz standards and, you know, stuff like that, and, uh, or just the great, great American songs, and, um, and won a Grammy for one that's of them. Awesome. Out of all his stuff, that's what he won his, his Grammy for. I know that. Uh, six consecutive number one albums in the UK, which is insane. 62 UK hit singles, 31 that reached the top 10, six number ones. Uh, he's had... You know the six number ones. I do. Did you look them up? I had to. I did too. I, I did awful on guessing. Me too. I was like, I'm going to guess them. So I so guess, he had, let's list them. Let's list the six. Okay, so, so first he had... What was ro- remarkable to me was the difference between... he has. He's had four number ones in the US. Okay. Four number ones on Billboard. I and, didn't look up those four. I just okay. looked up the other six. Okay, okay. great. Then let's... The, the difference between the two lists is, is fairly remarkable. Okay. So give me the give me the UK six. Baby Jane... Do you think Which, I'm sexy? I don't even know Baby I didn't, Jane. I had to look it up. I'd never yeah. heard it. Uh-huh. Do you think I'm sexy? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Sailing, You Wear It Well, and Maggie May. Right? Those are the okay. six that you got? I, well, so we have one difference in ours. Okay, I one? don't have... Uh, what's the... Uh, Give me your list, then. I have Baby Jane, Maggie May, You Wear It Well, Do You Think I'm Sexy, Sailing, and the first cut is the deepest. Oh, I didn't even have that one. I, and I think you first cut of the deepest was a was one by Cheryl Crow. There's a couple, <laughs> right? Yes, there's a couple of these that were A side and B side went okay. number one. I think like together, and I think that might be one. What was the other one that you had that uh, I didn't? Baby Jane, do you think I'm sexy? I don't want to talk about. I it. don't want to talk about it. Uh-huh. That may be. There were the a couple side. of these that were like paired okay. together because uh, Maggie May was actually paired with okay. Reason to Believe. Well, then if there's four in the U.S., the, I'm going to guess the one like my list. Yeah. What I guess. Okay. So some of these would hopefully make it. I put Have I Told You Lately on nope. there. Okay, that did. Tonight's the Night? Yes. Okay. Young Turks? No. What? Nope. Which, by the way, is the greatest awful name for a song. Yeah. Young Turks? Yes. Also, I think is maybe slightly a ripoff of uh, Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. Okay. Listen to him back to back. Play Young Turks. That's a good chance mm-hmm. to hear so that y'all will, y'all will probably call dibble, it Young Hearts. Right. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's actually called uh, Young Turks. Which is a great song. I love it so much. But as you as you listen to this a little bit, think about Sultans of Swing by okay. Dire Straits. Or Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Also that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Wow, yep. Like the intro to that, and then the verse becomes uh, Dire Straits. Dires of Straits, Mark Narfler. Mark Narfler. See, we got that same kind of like... Mark Narfler kind of guitar. Yeah, you remember when uh, you remember in the time before you could look up like just search something by lyrics on Google, you would have never been able to find that yeah, song. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a good point. Uh, like there's no way. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So, th- but that one's not okay. So you okay. got you got uh, tonight's the night. That's that's what you got so far. That's the only one I got. And then is there any from the original? There Maggie, is one more from the original. Maggie list. May. Maggie May. Yes. Oh, and there, one more. Sorry. Do you one think more. I'm sexy? Do you think I'm sexy? Okay. okay those, those three. Those three. The fourth one. I don't I'm think never, you're going to just I, guess. It was in the '90s, and he was not the only artist on it. All for love. Yes. Brian Adams. Yes. Rod Stewart. Yes. And Sting. Sting. Oh, which we will cover someday. Woo. If nothing else, we're just going to play it. Man, it's alive. Oh, yes. So good. That's his fourth number one in the U.S. From the Three Mosquitoes. From the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, the Three Mosquitoes. I'm 38 <laughs> years old, and I've never heard that joke. Really? Never. Like, can I sing a song that may be a little PG thirteen that has skeeters in there? Maybe no, not. <laughs> no, you, you know, can't. There's a skeeter. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you cannot all. sing that song. There's a dozen no. on my cousin. And man, it really doesn't. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Okay, anyway. three mosquitoes. But okay, so all for love was number one in like a bazillion countries, like almost worldwide. It was number one, but it peaked at number two in the UK. So he missed out on his seventh. Oh um, wow! Yeah, seventh number one in the UK with that one. And seven's the number of completion, which means you know he's not done yet. Come on now. He, there's one. Uh, there's Come one, on. Come Come on in here, somebody. Um, (laughs) Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, class of 1994, as a solo artist, and then again in 2012 as a member of Faces, who I know Mm -hmm. you're a big big fan of. He was knighted uh, for services to music and charity. Uh, I saw two different years on that. It was either 2016, maybe 2012. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Um, So he is Sir Roderick. Um, what did I say, Stuart. Brian? David. David. Sir no, Roderick son, David Stewart. Your son's name. Come on. Come on. Sir Roderick David Stewart. Um, Vocals on this song, in case you're wondering what he did. Right, correct. If you're, the, yes. Same, um, sandpaper vocals. Early in his career, he was part of a band called Steam Packet, which I think is just a fabulous rock band That's name. Steam name. Packet. That is awesome. And it sounds, when you say it out loud, it sounds quite British, actually. Steam Packet. Steam Packet. When you said it, when you, the way you're going to lead that, I thought you were going to say he was in a band called The Jeff Beck Group. Yes. Like the way like some people may. <laughs> Jeff Beck Group, for those of y'all that don't know, is Jeff Beck. Yeah. On guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, Rod Stewart. Yep. Uh, Ronnie Wood. Ronnie Wood, yeah. Goodness gracious. I mean, quite a group. I, I, I heard a cool quote about that. I didn't ever realize that he didn't like being in a band. Mm-hmm. Like, he never liked working with fellow superstars, which is weird that he did that thing with Brian Adams and Rod Stewart. Yeah. I mean, with uh, Sting and Brian Adams. But another quote, it was great. It was a great band to sing with. This is a Rod Stewart quote, by the way. But I couldn't take all the aggravation and unfriendliness that developed. In the two and a half years I was with Beck, I never once looked him in the eye. I always looked at his shirt or something like that. Wow. Oh, that's pretty intense. Man. That's, yeah, he didn't that's wish uh, old Jeff Beck to be forever young. That's crazy. Um, according to Wikipedia, in 1962, he began busking with an English folk singer named Wiz. Wiz Jones. Uh, and I think <laughs> if there ever was a busker's name, it's, it's Wiz, Wiz Jones. Jones. That's yeah. good. Uh, this, the, and the next sentence in his Wikipedia bio, I really love. So I would just want to make a point okay. of it. Uh, Stuart took up playing the then fashionable harmonica. Then fashionable. The then fashionable harm. Just imagine the early sixties. What if Bob Dylan gave him harmonica lessons? Maybe. I, just, uh, just picture this with me. Close your eyes and picture the, it's the early sixties. <laughs> People are gathered around nightly in their harmonica circle jam sessions. <laughs> Listening to Bob Dylan going, man, how does he do it? It's awesome. how does it, oh, man, that's a sweet new harm you got there. <laughs> no way. You got the blowy 2000? That's top of the line. That's great. That's <laughs> anyway, so good. Anyway, they then fat like, like the heart. You remember when the harmonica was all the rage, dog? You remember? 
Uh, anyway. People just wearing the holders around, yeah. not even with the harmonica. Vests full of them. That's you right. know, like uh, like uh, John, John Popper, Popper, Popper. Yeah. Harmonica uh, hats galore. Uh, yeah, everybody. Getting through security took hours. That's right. just, you know, <laughs> everybody had to sock. take out. Hey, he's got my A flat. Okay. <laughs> Um, he briefly joined a group called Shotgun Express, which included members of what would later become Fleetwood Mac. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was uh, Mick Fleetwood Mick. and um, I don't one of the other guys. Is there Not a, Lindsey Buckingham? Is there a David Green in Fleetwood <laughs> Mac? I want to say David Green. I don't know. It's something something close to that. Anyway, um, CeeLo Green. So you were CeeLo Green? Yeah, from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Our accuracy, the accuracy hawks online are going to really kill us on this episode. Um, but his first taste of success came... How do you not know that's a bald one? That's a bald one! <laughs> his first taste of success came as vocalist for the Jeff Beck group, um, which, which is, a, is a real powerhouse. I've never really listened to much Jeff Beck, period, uh, but especially not that group. I really should. You know People what I mean? Get ready. I think that's... He's an all-timer. Um, solo career is happening at the same time as Faces. Um, don't you have a funny Faces story? Oh, yeah. About, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Isn't your face funny? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I do. Didn't you tell me one about you? Th- the there was a there was a guitarist who you thought was doing Faces covers, and then it turned out to be the actual guy from Faces. <laughs> maybe, maybe that sounds familiar. Dang! I, I thought you told me a story about maybe. there was a there was a guy that you had a chance to play. You had a chance to go here play a million times, and he was right nearby. And you no, that was bread. By. Oh, that was bread. That was okay, bread. all right. I'm yeah, so sorry. That was bread. Another yeah. one name band. I love yeah. bread and I love faces. Weird. I, I often get faces and bread confused. <laughs> that's not a joke. Like the bands, I often get them confused. Um, that's funny. Okay. So, but 1971's Every Picture Tells a Story, that album made him kind of a breakout solo star. Um, originally wanted to be a pro footballer, aka soccerist, aka spheropede. Uh, Is that real? No, I just made that up. <laughs> that was great. It sounded like, good. You know, I it's love got, that. That got, sold me. It's got circles and feet in it, so I'm not. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, but yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to play soccer for a living and uh, and tried out. It didn't work out. He wasn't full pro material, but uh, he still loves it to this day. He loves uh, Celtic, and uh, he grew up loving Manchester United. I think his so his parent one of his parents is uh, English and the other is Scottish, and so and he was born and raised in London. And uh, he grew up a Man U fan, and now he's he roots hard for Celtic, and uh, often like used to kick around a soccer ball at his shows, you know that kind of stuff. Still loves it. I think he was even part owner of a team at some point. I'm not sure he is anymore, but you see him all the time. People they love to show him on camera being real excited, dressed up in his scarf and whatever on the sidelines at, at soccer matches. If we did a backyard soccer game right now, and you you can either wear shin guards or not wear shin guards. Do you uh, wear shin? Oh, guards? I'm going shin. Guards. I'm going shin. Guards Absolutely too. high socks. I'm doing the yeah, as big a shin absolutely. guard as I can get. Because listen. True soccer players try to do the small shin guards, yeah. whatever. Give no, me. I'm going to save my legs. Yeah, wrap around. Because let me tell you, if I get a chance, I'm going for your shin. I'm, so I expect I'm you to do the same. Ankle. Yeah, <laughs> I expect you to do the same. I'm getting a yellow card. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, um, that's that's really all I all I have. Uh, I got a on couple Stewart. other got some things. More? I got a thing on the video. Have you watched the video? Not for a long time. Okay, it's the video is the kid Alex Zuckerman, who's the same kid from the movie Blank Check. He's in the Blank Check, <laughs> also in the movie Hook, and okay. was also uh, in Family Ties. Neat mm. little tie back in to our good friend Billy. Okay, uh, Billy Verrett. But the thing I think that's neat is his name is Alex Zuckerman, and most of the time when kids play kids on TV shows, they use their own you know name, whatever, because they have like one little episode. Mm-hmm. But the main character in Family Ties was Michael J. Fox, was mm-hmm. already named Alex. So oh, they're like, oh, you can't changes. be Alex. We're gonna have to call you something else. Huh. And that was one of the things that he had to get used to as a young actor is not being called by his 
own name. Interesting. So, welcome to Actorhood. Um, I was going to do a cover section just because we always do. Yeah. But there's no good ones um, that are anywhere. Um, <laughs> they don't exist. They're, they're not. I even wrote – I looked up some. The guy that won American Idol has probably the most popular. His name is Rick Fredriani. Uh, somebody named Golden Youth did one, but none of them are any good compared to the original. Hold on, are you talking about Nick Fradiani? Whatever. The guy that won uh, the last American Auto before the reboot? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So listen, let me tell you why I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, that it's was his faces. That was the that was the that was the the final season that they did of American Idol before okay. it took a hiatus, right? And sort oh, of did he beat rebooted. Clark? He beat Clark Beckham. Oh my who gosh! Is, who yeah, we're definitely not playing friend. that guy. And so we were all rooting so hard for Clark. Clark got to the the finals against it was Clark I don't and watch Nick American Idol. And Rob texts me, he's like, "Get on and vote for this guy." Dude, yeah, I'm like, "Who? What? So, How do I vote? I have a flip. What?" So yes, big Clark Beckham fan, uh, and. Uh, and he so anyway that was such a such a hose job uh, that that Clark did not win that because literally the whole competition they were like Harry Connick Jr. told him like you're the only musician in this competition like literally it <laughs> was that he was that far above you know what I'm saying our buddy Jansen was on there as yeah, Clark's friend as Clark's friend in the audience <laughs> yeah that's right Jansen was on with us in season one talking about he did the uh, September episode yeah, yeah talking about September and uh, or maybe that was season two I don't even remember now. Um, but, uh, so anyway, yes. So solidarity with Clark Beckham, That's Nick awesome. Fradiani, by the way, you've never heard his name since, uh, since, since that American Idol finale, and I'm mad by that the way. I and, spelled it wrong. I called him Fradiani. Clark and Clark is signed with, uh, Quincy Jones. Still doing big things. Doing, yeah, doing big stuff. You go do so. you, Clark. Ha, 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 ha. And, and we will hold a grudge on things like that. Peyton Manning should have won the Heisman. Yes. I don't care what Charles you Charles Woodson, get Nobody out of here. Nobody likes you, Charles Nobody. Woodson. Nobody. It's the biggest fluke ever. Come on. Um, the, I didn't have a cover, but I, if you ask Google accidentally, like we just did, to play Forever Young, yeah. I didn't even get through it. I was like, hey, Google, play for And it played the <laughs> it just, Alphaville version it of, auto-filled. of Forever Young, Yeah, um, which I feel like we should play a little. No, never mind. Rob just sang it. That's it. <laughs> That's I enough. want to be. Yeah. There you go. From Wait. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, you're going to drop the bomb or not? <laughs> so that's that's that one. So that's look correct. that one up when you're not in a Rod Stewart mood. Yeah, right. If you're feeling a little bit more melancholy, uh, you can you can look that one up. But uh, uh, I tell you what, I got I got one more thing that I want to do uh, before we close okay. out the episode. I'm tapped. Um, and that is, I thought I thought you know what, we've never had a chance to do this because this song is so this kind of song is so rare, right? This song is a blessing and whatever. So I just thought. Why don't we close out the episode with a blessing for the listener? Okay. <laughs> let me just, let me just, let me just bless you with this listener okay. and then we're going to close. All right. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That's good. There you go. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Hand. You're officially, you're officially blessed. <laughs> uh, awesome. The, the ushers are preparing the offering plates. <laughs> They'll be coming to your house. We're going to be um, selling, uh, Selling uh, Rice Krispie treats to raise for the youth <laughs> That's in right. the back. Yeah, send, them, sure you... send them to Winterfest. Send, <laughs> send them on a mission trip to yeah. Sweetwater. Yeah, seriously. Bless you guys. Thanks so much for for listening every week and and for anticipating the show and connecting with us online. Love to hear from you guys. Always hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod, or you can just search for great songs and the great people who love them greatly. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, as always, at great song pod. I'm at worship nerd. JP is at penny trader 10. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram at great song pod and, uh, we'll, uh, you know, it's, it's in its infancy, but we're, uh, we're working on it. So we'll hit you back up there and have some good fun on Instagram. And as always, check us out at great song podcast.com. Calm. Uh, did I miss anything else? Are there any online MySpace? Are we on MySpace? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Tinder. 
Do we <laughs> farmersonly.com? There, uh, farmers only. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, man, season four rolling along, dude. I can't believe it. I can't believe we've how far we've come already. We'll uh, got more good stuff for you next week. We're, Seems we're, like only yesterday we were doing the the Mark Cohn episode. Yeah, doesn't it? One day we'll be like, oh, that was then, and yeah. we'll play Forever Young. It's and true. be like, man, can you believe it's been that long? It's true. Freaking Ralph Macchio. <laughs> All the way back in 2017? Was that 2017? I think so. That sounds right. Yep, yep. Coming up on the two-year anniversary of the pod, actually. Happy anniversary, buddy. We'll do something special for that one. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next episode, we'll see you then. I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.